Welcome to Catch the Fire's Family Life Podcast. A chance to hear about what God is doing amongst us as a family in London and to get into the Word of God together. For more information about getting plugged into Catch the Fire, check out our website, cpflondon.com, and our church for you. Well, hello. Hello. Mary, <laughs> Mary, are you going to say hello? The, the, fam- the familiar Hiya. reluctant greeting from Mary. <laughs> um, well, welcome to Family Life episode... 4,722. Uh, yeah, that didn't take on after you suggested it. I really? think we're I think we're 11 or 12. I'm actually or a little offended. Um, we didn't find it that funny, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> that was cutting. <laughs> wow. Tom's going to be silent and <laughs> just not say anything now for the rest of the podcast. Um, well, to be fair, uh, listeners won't know how much uh, loving attention Mary gets from Tom. On... <laughs> yeah, see, okay, Tom's that. doing something right now that isn't that is a <laughs> visual joke and it's not going to play out on a cry. podcast. He's trying to fake cry as we talk. And it's, oh my gosh. why don't you just uh, grow up and find your identity? Um, Tom Fun gives... fact, Tom can fake cry. Yeah, Look, yeah, I'm actually real really tears. Impressed. Wow. Should have done that in the video. I had a lot in the bank to use from you, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tom has been giving Mary a lot of hard uh, time over the, the last few months and years. And so, yeah, too right, Mary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fair Get play. Um, well, we are in not in the office today. We are actually in the house of a dear friend in the church um, who has let us use their house to do some filming. We've been filming a course. We're just going to put that out there. If there's anyone else in the church that wants to let us use their house for stuff, just yeah. feel free to anything, email. any stuff. Yeah. Any... Particularly if you have a nice pool or <laughs> you've got a, a nice holiday, yeah. got a nice holiday home yeah. that we can go and do a prayer meeting at. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit. There's a wood floor. So if I adjust my seat, don't move. Yeah, there's a bit of that going on. Um, but yeah, we've been doing a course. Um, we've been filming a course on leadership. That's actually going to be our first paid course um, because we really want to invest in the media department and start um, being able to get some more uh, sort of good equipment and pay our staff more and all of these kind of things. And we've got some some goods. Do you think people would pay for this podcast? I think people would donate okay. um, to this podcast, <laughs> and uh, there's lots of gold. But the the course that we've just been filming has got notes and planned discussions nice. and all sorts of things. So it's very very planned. Whereas this has a degree of fluidity to it. I would donate if Mary would be nicer to me. Is okay. that an option? If you would like Mary to be nice to Tom for the rest of this this week, then send your donations into. <laughs> Uh, wherever it is that you send them. pay you to be a nicer person. Can we clarify? I'm a wonderful person. <laughs> just not in my direction. Ephesians 2. Um, but just before we dive into Ephesians 2, we we do, we, this is family life, and so we should actually say some things that are going on in the family. Should we not? Yes. Um, and I think it's probably worth reminding everybody, uh, Catch Fire London family, that August is a little bit different on one Sunday in particular. Bank holiday. So we're doing one service. Yep. At 11 o'clock. Yep. And it is uh, also after the service, there's going to be a joint family time at Chalk Hill Community yeah. Centre on Chalk Hill Road. And we're having connect time and there'll probably be some food and yeah. just general hangout connection time. Mm-hmm. Come along. Alistair's going to be doing a little routine that he's been working on. Oh, right. A little dance thing. 
It's going to be great. Okay, well, that's the first I've heard of it, but that's good. Um, also, things, some things coming up. We've got some prayer and um, local outreach things coming up over the next uh, few weeks. We've got baptisms coming up in uh, September. Uh, we have a fire cafe, which I believe is uh, going to be starting. I believe that's the Chalk Hill. Um, fire cafe? Yeah, yeah, I believe that's the sort of uh, spirit cafe type thing that we're going to be doing prophetic right. words and things like that in chalk hill so find out about that and then the one and i'm just scrolling and vamping while i'm doing this on my church suite app we have in september on the 29th we have our 10th birthday yeah now 10 years old well we are going to be having a party and we're really looking forward to it we've hopefully got a guest speaker coming for that um, great. service which should be great and yeah, uh, come and celebrate. Come and get that one in your diary. Please don't be away for that weekend. Ten years. Ten years. Wow. I've arranged my holiday so that I am here for that one. That's very wow. good of you. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> Would you want a medal for being here <laughs> for the that. church's tenth birthday? I'm just saying. I made sure that my holiday... I think we might even be coming back a day early. So that we yeah. Wow. And I want you, church family, to know that I'm also, on the day that I'm paid to be there, I'm going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so... We can all give ourselves yeah. a pat on the back. Okay. Brilliant. Good. It's going to be great. Yes. It really is. Any reflections, Tom, off the top of your head about 10 years starting in a room wow. that's probably about this big, which the, the, the podcast <laughs> listener, no idea how big we are in a room that is of a size. <laughs> We're in a small room. If we, if we clap, you can time the echo and listeners at home, you can then calculate the size of the room. Okay. With sophisticated technology. <laughs> the wheels are coming off. I My observation is that 10 years is simultaneously a very long time and no time at all. It kind of, it's weird. It kind of feels like we've been going so long, but also it kind of feels like we've only just started. Um, yeah, 10 years. Man, God has done a lot in 10 years. We've had a lot of people's lives changed. We've had a lot of people encounter God's transforming presence and have been transformed as a result. And so I think for me, that's the biggest thing is seeing where people are now and mm. how much like Jesus they look now um, and seeing the journey people have been on it's been amazing so yeah, yeah I'm sure we're going to be sharing lots of stories I'm sure Mary is in the process of editing an amazing video with some kind of glory stories and some probably hilarious bloopers okay well, okay uh, we're going to dive into uh, we're going to go back into Ephesians we had a little had a little break uh one because I was doing the podcast on my own because everyone abandoned me and the other one uh, because we wanted to chat about some of the cultural questions that came up from Stu's message uh, the other week so yes I haven't uh, listened yet oh, full disclosure I haven't yet listened to the Family Life podcast mainly because I don't have any data on my phone at the moment and I usually listen in the car oh okay if you'd like to donate for Tom's <laughs> <laughs> monthly data plan please, please click here podcast. yeah but let's have a read of um, Ephesians 2. Um, I will read um, from the... Well, I have the NLT, so I will read from that. Uh, Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is a spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. But our very nature, by our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy. He loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised us in Christ from the dead. 
Oh no, sorry, when he raised us life, gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. And then I've got brackets, it's only by God's grace that you have been saved. Mm. So, diving back in with some a nice gentle introduction into... I, one of the things I would say, <laughs> this isn't a profound theological point, but I never realised how many long sentences there are in Ephesians. Yeah. <laughs> I know Paul does a lot of them, but just something about reading this book and going through and trying to find natural stop points. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. like, man, the guy just plows on through. Come on. So, um, Tom, what are your thoughts? It's <laughs> good. Tom, say some words. Yeah, I think, um, it's the, it's the constant need to be reminded that dead means dead. And we were dead in our sin. And I think it's that whole... So often when, when I do altar calls, I, I, I quote Romans 3.23, you know, all the sin, the fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. And I think so often we forget the gravity of just how dead we were in our sins, mm. how much sin and the flesh, literally all it brings is death, a death of vision, death mm. of relationship, death of righteousness all these things and just i don't know just struck again just reading it like you know you used to live you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air um you know disobedience and living uh, among them gratifying the the desires of our flesh and all of its desires and thoughts and all of this is like you know it's just death 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 but yeah but god you know but because of his great love for us god who is rich in mercy made us alive with christ even when we were dead in transgressions, it's by his grace that we've been saved. And just, I don't know, sometimes I lose the gravity of grace because I've lost the gravity of the depravity of sin and mm. death and all the fruit of sin. And so, yeah, it's that whole thing of like, you appreciate, you appreciate your health so much more when you've been sick. Yeah. And you appreciate the day so much more when you try to stumble around in the night and you appreciate the sun when you come out of a cold winter. It's just all of that, you know, Sometimes we need an awareness of just the, the the astounding goodness of the grace of God by being reminded just how rubbish a life lived in the flesh is. Yeah, and I, I no, you're absolutely right. And I'm trying to think, am I am I remembering it? Did Stu do a preach a few years ago that that um uh the Probably. the take home <laughs> the take home was what I want you to remember is but God. Mm. Am I remembering that correctly? Probably. Um, it sounds I, like... The, like I think it was like an end of year. Oh, no, um, it was Jesus came. Oh, was it Jesus one? came? That yeah. was it. Yeah, it, it was whatever's going Christmas on throughout, message, this, yeah. throughout this year. Remember, Jesus came. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Maybe I'm just taking those words away and putting, but God mm, in. But God, um, yeah. I think that's, uh, yeah, I think that, that that's what kind of jumps out. That'd be a good study, the book Gods. Yeah. You know, all of these juxtapositions of like yeah. all of this stuff's going on but god rich in mercy rich in grace i remember this is a tangent <laughs> good old tangential moment. but i remember stephen fertig doing a preach um and talking about um the the phrase where uh where it says we but we are we are but dust yeah and um and saying you know can't just remember just that you're but dust and whatever's going on in the world, the Lord is sovereign, and you're just you're you're but dust. And and his son came up to him and was like, "Dad, what's but dust?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, you missed the point. Yeah. But dust. one thing I think that jumps out at, at me, just looking at this as a as a chunk um, out of 
almost out of context is it's the best you, way to read scripture. Yeah. <laughs> well, out of context of the, the, the yeah. narrative flow is you were dead. Yeah. And now you're not. And I think of so many people that like I've done pastorals with, uh, do the journey of life with, and there's that concern that I'm still slightly dead, mm. or I've been, you know, the progress bar of sixty six percent raised from the dead is still going, and there's, you know, I know there's the we can return to the old man or we can be the new man, but I think a lot of people have, um, you know, doubted their salvation, doubted their mm. their 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 um, sanctification that they you know that they're being washed and of course it's a you have been washed you are being washed you will be washed there is that now not yet of the kingdom mm. but I think from a, just a, a relational level I know I've spoken to so many people who would really struggle would would really empathize with the first four verses of that and still think that even though they're in Christ they're still experiencing that I, I, I don't know if that's something yeah. that you've what were you raised in a Christian home or did you yeah. get saved? Because okay. I think that's an interesting dynamic as well is often that, I mean, not to say that you're raised in a Christian home, you don't have junk, but like just I sometimes am jealous of people that got saved later in life because they had a really good chance to experience, you know, what, not jealous as in they had a, they had a chance to have some fun. and They're I have all of that great <laughs> sin that I never knew. <laughs> no, no, I mean, just, you know, when people say, oh, you know, I was out working on my testimony, you know, and it's that thing of like just the profound nature of what, what we've been saved from. I don't know, I mean, what are your thoughts on kind of like your journey of like realising that, there's actually way more life in living with God than kind of doing your own, doing your own stuff and kind of... I feel like I probably disagree with you with the whole in a Christian family because I guess everyone's different for me personally. I might have had that in my childhood, but then definitely like teens and like <laughs> yeah, sure. universities. Yeah, sure I don't think it made a yeah. difference. Yeah, okay, that's fair. it's still a personal journey when you got to remember say, I got married at yeah, like the age of 12. Yeah, you're still, about, you're still yeah. around it, so <laughs> yeah. you still have that like feeling. And I've like friends and everything that never had yeah. that environment. Um, but it's just encouraging that yeah. no matter what, like, yeah, like you said, we shouldn't question our salvation, even though it's kind of a human mm. nature thing to question yeah. it when you've done something wrong. Well, like, oh, your, no, I'm cast out. But then, yeah. What was your experience at like somewhere like uni when you were kind of, I don't know, like kind of the classic uh-huh. university freshers week and all that kind of stuff going on and like you kind of being in a position where you knew you knew a better way like you knew like you I guess at that point you were kind of at a stage in your faith where you were aware that kind of doing the living the life that you knew you shouldn't be living would just lead somewhere bad like how did you find that kind of having friends who were just kind of I think it was sad yeah but then it's also for me it was like figuring out I think it was like a growing awareness of what I was saved from yeah and I remember just being like to God being like you need me to like really know what darkness was ahead of me yeah. if I didn't find you. Yeah. Because wow. I like enjoy it so much you need me to hate this. Yeah. And be mm. like repulsed by this because I feel like I'm getting pulled in two directions. Yeah, wow. Um and yeah, and then when you have that revelation it's really sad because like to the people closest to me, like I probably say eighty percent of my friends aren't Christians. Yeah. And you're just like, Oh, there's so much more for you. You're yeah. making the same mistakes mm. that I did and I see so much in you and even I remember like I led the Christian Union at my university and there were some freshest girls who were so on fire at the beginning and then through university kind of fell away and now they're really not with God and I'm like, 
I was you. I just was surrounded by a community in a church that really lifted me out of that. Yeah. But you weren't. You didn't have community, so you fell away. And I'm just mm. like, that's so my heart for like university students that have come from a really like safe environment and then put in somewhere and then yeah. just kind of drowned. Yeah, yeah. that's really yeah. profound, Mary. It's really good. I know, um, assisting some teachings the other day that were, um, that were just talking about the, the fact that like our heart is desperately wicked and that we you know the, the scripture about it is not the things that come into you that defile you mm. it's what comes out of you um and um you know like when my base desires are, are sort of engaged it can lead me into a really difficult and dark place and um and you know jesus is the is the remedy to our malady you know he's he's the he's uh, the one who's going to bring us truth and life and and you know this is why Jesus is a unique savior. This is why he stands apart as unique in all world religions and all all uh, you know um, worldviews. And it was so interesting hearing the guy talk because uh, he he talks to students. He talks to um, does open forums where people will will sort of ask questions. And and I'm just thinking of all the all the conversations I've had with people over the years uh, who aren't believers. And I've never got the sense from any of them that they see themselves as dead in their yeah. current scenario. Like nobody's like, um, nobody's saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm dead right now in my life and I'm just looking for meaning. I think people will, will say things like, you know, I want to know what my life is for. I want to know where I'm going and I want to know that there's a higher power. And, um, we had a friend who shared a testimony. They're in, they're in America right now and, um, they, uh, met someone at a baseball game and said um, they said they were an atheist and they s started sharing and they had a long conversation and long story short they said atheism is very cold and yeah. it's leaving me very empty right now and I need hope and it was a beautiful opportunity to say well actually Jesus is the hope you need but I I, I think this having this kind of conversation um, it's very hard to uh, <coughs> give the solution that Jesus is life if somebody doesn't consider themselves to be dead, yeah. you know, and I don't want to say, you know, you're dead in your sins right now, um, because that can lead to style a judgmental thing. But so, well, that was the journey we went on as a church. <coughs> you guys remember we did that whole sermon series on saved and we did the weeks on saved from, and that was the point we were saying in our altar calls is it's, it's no good to give an altar call for someone to be saved unless they recognize that they need saving. And it's that whole thing of like, you know, we don't want to preach a revelation of people's sin, but until you, recognize and, and, and own and acknowledge I need saving from mm. there's nothing there's no incentive to be saved and so that's why conviction of it's not just conviction of sin but conviction of hopelessness it's like that I think so often we focus on the sin instead of actually talking to people about that sense of like what's what is this what's the sin produced in your life and it's this sense of hopelessness this sense of like worthlessness or whatever and mm. all of those things can be remedied in the in the person in the presence of Jesus and so yeah it's powerful yeah. Um, Can I ask a question? Yeah. Just to, to something like I never noticed. Why is the it is only by God's grace that you've been saved in brackets? Is that important? I don't have the brackets. Well, yeah. In there, I've just switched to the English Standard, and and it's not there, but it is. It's uh, it's got a dash between it. Um, mm. Let's have a. This will be fun for the audio listeners. Um, Which verse is that, Mary? Uh, it's verse five in the New Living Translation. It's in brackets, but I don't know. 
Um, yeah, I've got, I've, got, I've got a hyphen. It's and then Grace. King James, it's... yeah, uh, King James by Grace. Ye are saved. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I wonder if that's sort of like an, almost like an editorial yeah, it may by be. Paul himself. Yeah, maybe a know. contextual thing. Further down, verse 8 is the classic, for it is by grace you've been saved through yeah. faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is a gift of God. So it may just be a kind of precursor to that. Mm. It may be partly of what you're saying about the sentences. It's kind of like, it's quite a long sentence, mm. so it's kind of just maybe... So mm. pause. It's turning to the other camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... Uh, so I think I think probably a, a good question thing, though I'll look into it. A good thing to sort of um, land the plane on is it's not just the story doesn't end with our inability to bring ourselves to life. Mm. Um, it's but God being rich in mercy because of His love, which He loved us even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive. And I I think the um, the thing that I um, I've had so much experience of is trying to make myself alive um, and then presentable to God. Yeah. Um, and I know that there's a teaching, um, uh, analogy, analogous teaching done by a guy called John Lynch that was talking about there's two rooms that we can end up in, the room of good intentions or the room of grace. And in the room of good intentions, you're, you're putting a mask on, you're, 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 you're working, you're doing effort, you're trying to do everything you can to appear that you are worthy of being brought alive or that you are already alive and it's it's constant work and in the room of grace you just kind of basically crawl over the threshold Mm. but everything that needs to be done to bring you alive is done by god and you're just a recipient yeah am i am i am i one with god because i'm righteous or am i righteous because i'm one with god yeah yeah it's a yeah it's a it's a good constant reminder that yeah, it's and that's the point. It's by grace we've been saved through faith, so that none can boast, so that none can yeah. say this was this was me. And Galatians' whole thing about you know you were saved by grace, and so what now? You're trying to yeah, now you're trying it. to earn it. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think it's just it's a good uh, reminder. So if you're listening in on your commute or something, and you've 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 given yourself a hard time, then I think I would just encourage you to uh, to Don't make sure that you stop in, it. Yeah, make sure you're reading that and like but mm-hmm. because God is and I like that in all the translations it's like because he is rich in kindness because that's who he yeah. got God being rich in love and kindness. Yeah. It's not God was rich in kindness. This was the outflow of his character, which yeah. is eternal, not yeah. a not, long time. Well he did do it, yeah. but now you've stepped back into it, it's who knows yeah, whether yourself, he's, right. gonna, he's gonna mm-hmm. like lose his rag over yeah. you and you know, it's who he is. Mary, any thoughts to like Mary at Melrose? <laughs> I love what you shared about the, mm-hmm. the university thing I think that's a key for all of us is mm-hmm. that whole having compassion for our friends who aren't yet saved and it's just that not a you're a sinner but actually mm-hmm. oh my heart's breaking for you because you're that's really good I'm just praying that they not feel hopeless but they there's something in them that stirs them like there must be more because yeah. like you said a lot of people enjoy their life and oh, sin is have, yeah, 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 and have fun and they don't yeah. realise they're lacking until you know the truth. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. Well, it's like the Luke 15 son, it was all parties mm. and stuff until the money ran out and then yeah. he came to his senses and sometimes we just mm. yeah. pray that they their money runs out sooner rather than later. Mm. And you're there to lift them up. Yeah, and... yeah. Mm. And in the... Uh, Good point. I've, I've been doing some writing and one of the introductory bits is on that Luke 15 and just two of the most profound, potentially profound sentences in all of scripture are when he came to his senses 
and when he was a long way off his father saw him and had compassion mm. if we can come to our senses on a regular basis on a daily basis and realize that we need to be in the father's house mm. and if we would know that every time we do even while we're a long off he's a long way off he sees us and feels compassion yeah then a whole load of issues that we contend with on a regular basis would become non-issues would become non-issues yeah. yeah so bless so you in the name of jesus father would you help us to uh, trust you and yeah. trust what you say and when you say it is finished lord would we not argue the case hmm. um and lord we just jump on the back of what mary said and lord anyone who um is listening to this and has their version of the university students whether it's a colleague or a family member or a friend god would you help them in their witness would you help yeah. them show the love mm -hmm. of christ and um see that person introduced to the hope that they need in Jesus. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Amen. 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 Thanks guys. Bye.